I already am eating from the trash can all the time. The name of this trash can is ideology. The material force of ideology makes me not see what I'm effectively eating. Right. So I think a big hurdle we're going to be facing just sort of as a society in dealing with mental health problems going forward is coming to understand what trauma really is and that it doesn't have a set Mm. shape and that its definition is broader than the mainstream understands it to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, (laughs) I... I don't know how much like, Jackson Galaxy you've watched, but I really like Jackson Galaxy because he's actually quite good at understanding trauma. Some of his episodes, he like talks like because cats can get traumas, pets can get sure. traumas. And um, there was one episode I remember where a cat just like went outside for the first time, and they obviously heard a loud noise, and that made outside scary for them, right? And I'm gonna be honest, humans work kind of the same way. It can be something small and simple. Yeah. Um, that can give you a trauma and maybe that trauma is easier to deal with because it might not have the same complex placement right. that people with more you know complex traumas might have and that's the thing people need to get out of their habit of looking at everything in terms of pathology or not because not every trauma results in a post-traumatic stress issue yes in fact most don't that's why it's considered like a pathology that you have to get mm. diagnosed like mm. I don't have trauma around my dad beating the shit out of me as a child. I mean, it was a trauma. I don't have PTSD. You don't specifically have PTSD. Not for that. You definitely deal with the traumas that, yeah. you know, it you still affects you. It still affects yeah. you. It still changes how you perceive things. Um, yeah. And it can still be harmful. But that yeah. doesn't mean that you have, like, the specific post-traumatic stress disorder. That way of looking at things also doesn't account for other anxiety disorders that themselves are related to trauma in complex ways. Yeah, yeah. Like, most people have never heard of uh, acute stress reaction. Yeah. Well, there's CPTSD as well, which is, like, quite yep. different from PTSD, but just shares the name. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's, kind, of, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, that's a badly named disorder. I mean, it does describe it adequately. It's a complex post-traumatic stress disorder in that there are several, like, entangled traumas that have all formed one trauma. <laughs> the gigatrauma. Yeah, the megatrauma uh, to fight Rita Repulsa. That reminds me of another problem. Now we're getting a little tangential. Go figure. Wow. Us? Never. That got me thinking about the worst named one, mm. which is um, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Mm. Guess what? That has very little in common with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the short of it is, a person has uh, a compulsion to act in a way that they consider to be like good or correct, and yes. they obsess yeah. over living up to that ideal. I find this quite interesting. I was reading, um, God, I have, I have this very crisp memory of some of those like r slash relationships posts. And one that I see that comes up quite often is um, women with men they've been dating where they're like, oh, he won't, he won't stop using his cool voice. He keeps on <laughs> pretending to have a different voice around me. And I don't understand. And that, Okay, that's tangentially related. But... Yeah, no, that's OCPD, but that is very funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so strange. 
It's more like a, a good example out of media might be Hank Hill. Yes. Because uh, Hank Hill has a, yeah, King of the Hill. He has a very clear idea of what it means to be a man, of what it means to be like a responsible man, part of the community. And he has a hard time respecting anyone who doesn't live up to his ideal. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I have another Jasmine's Correction segment. Fisher Friends, Not Food is in fact not a Shark Tale reference. It is actually, in fact, a Finding Nemo reference. There you go. This has been Jazz's Correction Corner. There you go. I got got made aware. (laughs) I I, I like that that was placed to the same level of severity as accidental transphobia. Well, I don't think what I did was an accidental transphobia. What I did was word things probably not terribly well but um and use let's just use the word bioessentialism because fuck them yeah fuck the bioessentialists but also don't come on don't come to our podcast and listen in bad faith come on yeah you have to believe i'm a ghost (laughs) yes and you have to believe i'm an olympic athlete and very sexy i mean i'm i think a lot more a ghost than you're an olympic athlete well, in that one of those things is possible to be, not really. You've no way of saying no. You have no way of knowing that. I could be a ghost. You've no idea. I mean, I have seen you. If you're a ghost, you're a very apparition-y ghost. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of different kinds. Like, we're all the, we're all the same. God. <laughs> More spiritualism what? here. Some people think they know ghosts when they've never even been one. (laughs) Technically, I'm not a ghost, but like maybe let's not go into the like incredibly deep and complex. Jazz is um, non-corporeal law. Yeah, she has a real life kayfabe. Well, okay, I'm non-corporeal. I've never died. I was just I I arrived into the world non-corporeally. Um, and I manifest myself because I am unable to spiritually interact with a binary digital means of communication. So like radios, analog radios, I can totally fuss about with in my, you know, non-corporeal form. But I, I require corporeality to interact with these more, you know, like uh, instruments. I do also need to pay rent. So in many ways, the corporeality forced corporeality is just a an ongoing issue uh in in my semi non-life i am non-corporeal i simply have to exist corporeality for you know to look at memes really yes memes are pretty how am i supposed to look at memes when i can't even hold a phone it just falls through (laughs) my hands i think that's pretty rude an analog memes Oh, yeah, I need some analog memes. Can somebody paint some memes for me? <laughs> That's you, though. My PO box, please. Thank you. You're, you're the meme scholar <laughs> artist. I only accept physical memes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to crochet me memes. Yeah, vintage um, memes. Oh, that's there's, oh there's, man. There's a reason I'm so into textiles. Okay. So massive change in topic. So we had a couple, it's the last time we recorded this, mm. we've had a couple days of visibility come and go. Like, uh, there was Trans Day of Dis- Visibility, Autism oh, yes. Day of Visibility. I thought that meant that, like, people looked at us, and I was like, I, I mean, I guess. I, I have been observed, that's true. 
a uh, asexual day as well, yep. which is nice. Um, we stand with the aces. I'm right. I'm pan. I'm pansexual for like the nose, the those in the nose, and um. I really believe that like pansexuals and asexuals, we're buddies, you know, because we're we're both the bisexual community, which I consider myself under, and you know we're both traditionally left out of you know LGBT conversations you know yeah there's been a lot of erasure of bi and pan people and is people and it was very much like it's been a tumblr thing to really hate we're often bashed like the two our two groups are often at the forefront of a lot of hate really do you know what we're actually super cool (laughs) well the point i wanted to make is that I am very tired of everybody Mm. trying to be visible or talk about visibility because you can't eat visibility. The thing about all these groups that need need to be like light shined on them is that they're marginalized and typically poor. Like it doesn't shelter you to be visible um, being visible doesn't get you agree. rights or respect I, do understand a, that, I feel like, like it's a red herring um, things like being in the forefront of people's minds as like a concept as an idea i think is important um uh like when you say like like trans visibility has like really upped I would say, in society. And that has really upped the, like, wider societal uh, acceptance and knowledge around trans people. That hasn't been an entirely positive event. I live on Turf Island, so definitely not entirely positive. But um, it definitely has an impact on people talking and... But I do agree on like a material standpoint like this is the same way i feel about gay marriage i don't think gay marriage is a is a win it's not a win for the left it's barely a win for the queer community in general like fucking gay marriage will not put food on my table and it will not stop parents disowning their kids like for being gay like marriage is inherently a patriarchal system which i i mean i personally i have quite strong feelings about not needing to register my relationship status with the fucking government which is very libertarian vibes of me but i don't think you should have to register your relationship status with your fucking government how dumb like that's so invasive um but how else would they determine if you deserve help yeah yeah right i think that's fucking bullshit right um and the fact that the gays of well okay only a specific subset of the gays suddenly are allowed into this incredibly ridiculous clandestine operation that is marriage means nothing it helps very very few like maybe there's a small subset of religious gay people who somehow (laughs) still feel accepted and loved enough by the concept of whatever religion they're a part of and i would say specifically in england and um you know north america this is specifically a christian marriage i'm not sure how they register other denominations 
marriages you know is it all marriages that were illegal gay marriages were illegal or is it is it just christian denomination marriages that are illegal i it, it was all marriages yeah. it's like now anyone can theoretically get married but then there was the whole fight over can you force a church to marry people um all that crap that was more in a north american um thing yeah. because i should say though that like there are uh certain religious sects that are totally fine with uh, lgbt plus people yes. uh, the united church has no issue with them yeah but like the idea of marriage is um a widely held one amongst many spiritual groups yep. right and i think if you're looking at like a broader spiritual religious community perspective on gay people i imagine you're used to not being accepted everywhere and there are limited areas where you feel safe to talk about your sexuality and i i do know people who are both religious and queer right and maybe the marriage bill was good for them but they're a very small subset of the community they're a very minor subset especially in in the uk which is why i'm talking about it in the uk we're we're a lot more largely secular i don't think it gives us any material gain really i think it's a distraction i think it's i think it's smoke um okay so for example here in the uk the conservative government over the last 10 years has basically destroyed this country and i've been talking to americans and north americans and just people from outside of the uk or maybe because a lot of people in larger europe do kind of see what's going on um but people far away enough from the sphere of the uk to not really know what's gone on in the last 10 years here austerity and a lot of the austerity measures in the uk have ripped apart a lot of the socialist foundations that protected people for a long time in this country and things are getting just worse and worse and worse like there was that article the other day about the education minister put out a thing saying um punishment is the most important thing for kids going back to school post pandemic oh god can I, i'm just gonna go find the article um i posted i do remember that it was basically saying along the lines of like okay well when they get back to school we need you know 100 percent attendance yeah. uh like really punitive approach to learning mm-hmm. pay attention i i mean i i should let you say your piece about mm-hmm. it but like it really came across to me as it's the public's fault for not being obedient enough that covid got so bad yes. so we're gonna double down on the brainwashing which i may note has a very much been the party line over covid like I think they're very much trying to pull the wool over the public sides because I'm not sure how much everyone knows about the embezzlement. Uh, the 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 British government has been uh, in court having to fight over the literal embezzlement. Like there are some hotel rooms in uh, places. I think I don't remember if it was India or China, but there are a few hotel rooms that have been billed for like billions and billions of pounds PPE contracts. Oh my god. Or like places that have only been known for making jewellery getting billion pound PPE contracts. Which is absolutely ridiculous. And this amount of money that they've been actively laundering from the government. The thing is, is it's not just been COVID. It's just this is the time everybody spotted it. Because the Tories have laundered government money for a very long time and will continue to do so. But yeah, it's been ridiculous. Uh, Gavin Williamson, the same guy 
um, has removed and diluted 65 safeguards for children in care without consulting the children's commissioner, commissioner or any other like child protection service. So basically they're removing all of the children's rights, Jesus. removing any protections from children and are telling them you've got to sit down and shut up or we'll kick you out of society. Like it's genuinely kind of terrifying how fascist it's getting here. Like the waters are getting pretty toasty in turf aisle. Um, <laughs> things are hotting up yeah. over here and it's terrifying. Um, Something like uh, 30% of white kids in the UK, I think it's a bit below 30% of white kids in the UK are in poverty. And I think something like 49% of POC children are in poverty in the UK, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous and shameful. And those are the kids they'll be hurting with this. Um, yeah, it's... And there has been a 27% increase um, in, uh, sorry, let me read this again. Yeah, um, domestic abuse related offensive offenses where a child has died or been seriously harmed have increased by 27%. Uh, over COVID lockdown uh, between March and June 2020. So, uh, and then, yeah, it's been a 27% increase on serious harm and abuse of children in homes as well. Yay. So that's exactly what they need when they go back to school is uh, don't look at your phone. Don't talk off topic. Don't even look at me. Otherwise, you'll be severely punished. I feel so emotional and so strong about this. It's unreal. It's unreal and terrifying. Yeah, it's uh yeah um i think everybody's attention has been so much on uh the loudest fascists yes like in brazil and poland and the united states and britain's just quietly over the last decade been slipping much closer than people realize to having all of their rights taken away uh the fact that you no longer have just a blanket right to protest yes is deeply fucked up. Oh, yeah. 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 And should be, like, resisted with Minecraft-level violence. Mm. Yeah, we should drop some anvils on some folks in Minecraft. <laughs> no, I like the idea that your idea of extreme radical violence is Looney Tunes. It's, it's Minecraft violence. It's when you drop anvils yeah, well, on Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, we'll drop an anvil on the on the prime minister, and then he'll be no, no. He's gonna flatten him, and then when the anvil bounces off, he's gonna move around and make a sound like an accordion. Yeah, and then like, uh, uh, Pretty Patel's gonna have to come by and like blow into his thumb to inflate him. Uh, not his thumb. Not not in British politics. Um, have you not heard about all of his affairs and all of his children he's had? Actually, no. I don't know much about him other than his political. Yeah, career no, 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 no. Boris Johnson is significantly known for like having quite a few trysts. Oh, and uh, may I note, breaking lockdown laws to have them. Just what a surprise! Hmm. It's like laws only affect people who don't have a certain amount of money weird no no 
Well, I got something that uh, I just read about yesterday or today. I can't even remember. It's all life is a blur now. Yeah. So this at face value seems very promising and good. The Canadian Liberal Party uh-huh. um, during an online caucus endorsed universal basic income. Nice. And a version of a Green New Deal. Hmm. A vote of 77% nice. liberal members of the caucus uh, backed permanent implementation of some sort of uh, UBI based on the CERB that we've been receiving during COVID. Um, there's a bunch of stats related to it, but that's not really what's important to me. They did vote against a capital gains tax hike, which is like, eh. Mm. Doesn't seem super consistent. Yeah. Which I guess comes down to why I'm worried about the UBI. Mm. If this is um, a pretense to cut the welfare state in general, mm. much like Andrew Yang was trying to do in the States, that's a problem. Mm. Yeah. I also haven't heard any talks about rent control, which needs to be coupled with UBI mm. or all your money goes to your landlord. Time for just weird shitty socialized housing yeah another thing though and this is something canada has needed for a long time is they've also adopted uh national pharmacare policy as a part of their platform Mm. so canada does have universal health care but we don't have universal pharmacare and you still have to pay for your drugs they're a lot cheaper than in like states Mm. but they still cost money. My antidepressants are like $30 a month. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I'm I'm lucky enough to be very poor, so I don't actually have to pay for mine. Mm. But yeah, that would be uh, that would be helpful. Mm. In the UK, most meds have a cap. Um, so uh, you can only pay a certain pound amount of money per month for your medication. But And there are ways to kind of like do things but they are very much specifically not great for poorer people like um there's a prepayment card where you can pay like like 40 quid a month i can't remember what it is um and then the amount you spend on medication will never be more than 40 pounds so if you if you would spend more than 40 pounds a month it won't be more because you'll just use the card they'll go up you've got the card and they won't charge you for it right because you've already paid Mm -hmm. already prepaid but that's not great for poor people because we often just don't have money right then but we need our meds now so it's kind of shitty i think yeah uh the last thing i guess that uh stands out to to me about the liberal caucus meeting is they want to overhaul the uh long-term care homes like the old folks homes Mm. essentially in canada because of how many people have been just massacred during covid yeah and people learning about like the conditions in these places. Yeah, they're terrible here as well. I don't know what form that will take, but that's very crucial. I'm glad to see that they're at least talking we about it. We had quite a few care home murder cases here, kind of like from inept care. Oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how many we've had. I haven't really seen anything about it. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely been like a higher rate of infection and uh, obviously death because they're old. Yeah, but they should like be like quite secure little units, to be honest. Should be. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of these like really should be smaller communities, just because they're easier, much easier to control things like that. Although things like the syphilis outbreaks are very common. Uh, well, they're privately owned, 
So the purpose uh, is to make money. Yeah. Yeah. There's prisons. Wow. So at face value, let's just take this all as good faith, okay? That's a monumental shift to the left in Canada. That's like the Liberal Party has always been the center. That's a big shift. They're basically, in, well, not indistinguishable, but very, very close to the New Democratic Party, which are our social Democrats now. They're almost the same uh, platform-wise with this change. What I'm interested to see is how the NDP responds to this. Do they take the opportunity to swerve further left? Or do they try to become the new middle? Which would be a yeah, huge mistake. Because yeah. people that are too conservative for like what the liberals want to do are going to vote yeah. conservative. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's all I've got to say about that, I suppose. Yeah. I had a request to talk about like my new coffee hobby. So yeah, you, so you've become a coffee nerd. Somewhat, somewhat. I've become like a small coffee nerd. The problem is, is because of it's still pretty big lockdown here. It's not like I can go to any of the fancy coffee shops and it's not like I'm suddenly not poor now. But I've achieved, I've bought an AeroPress, right. which is pretty much, I'm pretty much middle class now. I'm I, like, like that AeroPress taught me how to code Ruby. Yeah. Well, it's changed all of my uh, jeans to uh, Japanese denim. And all the t-shirts I own now say terrible puns, but like in a minimalistic <laughs> style. So yeah, what uh, what sparked this sudden coffee infatuation? Oh, my disability. Um, really? I don't really know, actually. It's just, I just was like, oh, let's try a caffeine. Right. And um, I've always really liked coffee, but I've always, um, I've always had a very terrible reaction to it. It's always made me horribly jittery, and um, I get really bad shakes to the point where I physically cannot function because my right. hands shake so much. After the caffeine wears off. But I've been taking L-thionine and it takes the edge off nice and good. So I can just drink loads of coffee and I'm fine. Uh, I can sleep on coffee just fine. And then... Pack, click the hyper-focus button. It's basically like playing... Imagine your brain, but it's an F-Zero. But you don't know how to drive, so you're just pinging off the fucking sides like your three-year-old sister. <laughs> okay, cool. This is not a specific... <laughs> Look, that is, is so specific. It's very fast. Got to go. It's yeah, like, for, forget it's fast. Sonic. We're all about F Zero in this household, okay? And I'll hear no other. I'll hear nothing else. And volumetric me measurements. We're against. We're against volumetric measurements. Okay. I. Okay. Okay. Hello, hello, North Americans. I am here to start a beef with you. Why do none of you own scales? Own some fucking Why? Why do every North American talk about scales like they're some mythical item to own? Like, oh my god, you have scales in your house? I'm like, yes! For measuring thick Like, how? I'm like, oh, you're just, just obsessed with the volumetric measurements over there, apparently. Just obsessed. Like, and they're like, oh, you know, scales are so expensive. And I'm like, I got one from like five quid off of that. Like, what's... What's wrong with North America? Are you, like, on a weird pole? Are you on a ley line? Does it break all your scales? What the fuck, guys? Buy a pair of scales. All right, well, let me just check to see how much they are at Walmart. I don't... How much is a pair of scales at Walmart? 
All right. Well, the cheapest food scale is like ten bucks, but it's on sale from twenty. Well, like you, uh, I mean, that's like the same as like a set of cup scoops. Yeah. No, that's fine. Like, yeah, this well, doesn't seem all that bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess all your recipes aren't written in weight, but you're wrong. Just tell me the weight, bruh. <laughs> I always have these talks uh, I've with North Americans, and they're always like, oh, God, scales. I'm like, yeah, scales. An incredibly average thing to own. I... The Europeans... The Europeans here can surely agree with me, right? It's just normal to own scales. It's it's a feeling I have. It seems like a very cultural thing because I never really considered buying a food scale. I own two food scales. (laughs) Just coincidentally, I lost one, but that's that's more to do with like the me energy. No, I was dieting and I would take, I have a mini, no, I have three scales, sorry. I have a little mini set of scales I used to take to work to measure my food when I was like dieting, but um, yeah, that's like it's a booker. It is just a huge cultural thing, and like like like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's that's one of my bugbears. Also, please rename all of your places that exist, please. <laughs> well, you don't like uh... find better names for your. You don't want to go north things. to Suffolk. I I just. Even the way you say Suffolk is mildly offensive to me. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Southpoke. I mean, at least that's better. Like, either aggressively mispronounce it to, like, the point it becomes a different word, right? And it becomes a bit bone apple tea e, right? Or just find new words, guys. Find new words. Fun fact, that sort of, like, um, like hilariously bad French is kind of shitty in Canada. That's something English Canadians say to like make fun of the Frank French language, like bone apple tea, or tresbian, tres tresbean. Yeah, like uh, for for everyone else, that's just like oh, that's you know, cute mispronunciation. Around here, my mom has said that like disparagingly, making fun of French people. Huh. Yeah. I- I suppose there's a little bit of that with, like, there's a certain amount of, like, language you have to be taught here in the UK. So if you've been, if you've done GCSE German, you know what a Mitfokka is, you know? Um, <laughs> and there is definitely a, a, a certain amount of German, I can say, uh, to where I, where I know that, like, most British people probably understand what I'm saying. Um, or just, like, nod in a way that implies they understand like they're too embarrassed to admit that they don't remember remember any gcse german which really god get on the program i've memorized every single gcse exam i've ever done backwards i i dropped out of my gcses for those i'm uneducated so you know there you go i did all the classes just didn't do the exams love that for me yeah Um, love to teach everything and have predations around like exams specifically that's so good and not at all like stifling of learning styles yes oh my god my school like their solution to anybody having any problems was do you want to do the exam in a different room it's like no that's not gonna you know make me able to read things actually like it's the same like i've got a few friends who had like dyslexia in the uk right and they like give you like what a differently colored 
piece of plastic to put over things and they're like oh would you like to do the exam in a different would you like a little bit more time and it's like no i'd like to not have to do any of this actually things are so ableist i yep i was talking about this and like people really don't think about people with disabilities ever there are so it's so simple there are so many small things you can do just to just to make lives of people around you a little bit better and it means nothing yeah you're right it wouldn't take very much effort at all really and that always leads me back to my belief that it's by design like capitalism doesn't want disabled people it it wants people who are going to work and produce capital for the owners we're not useful to them so we either need to get better or die you know figure out how to fit in or just fuck off huh. anyways We've, we should really do some funny bits <laughs> Um, opossums aren't real and they're photoshopped into any <laughs> okay there we go I'm done alright uh, this has been uh, Opossum Opinions with Jazz opossums opossums are a <laughs> opossums are a CIA plot they're a CIA op they're a CIA op yeah right opossums aren't real they're, they're maybe they're they're like aliens where um, that one Doctor Who where they write it on their body. Opossums aren't real. Opossums have been photoshopped into your memories. Hmm. Find me a picture of an opossum where they don't look photoshopped in, and I will I will abandon this opinion immediately. I mean, I, I've physically seen an opossum. No, no, you physically think you've seen an opossum. I feel like we're getting a little bit, like, idealistic here. No, 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 I'm saying it's an op. I'm saying... The you should wear tin hats around a possum. This... Have you noticed that that's very consistent? How no! Many, how many people who believe in aliens have also been bitten by an opossum? I have no idea. I bet the statistic is higher than you think. I don't... How but... Okay, I've got a new question for you. What planet would make the best life partner? Huh... Like, I'm voiding the moon immediately. Too clingy. Not not my shit. Right. So, like, like celestial body faced? celestial body within uh, the, the solar system. I mean, I guess if you wanted to fucking date Kinnereth, you could. But, like, that's a bit weird. Um, I was thinking, that, like, Titan? That's, that's, like, got big himbo energy. Like, Titan feels very, um... I guess maybe because he's got the name. It's got the name Titan. Yeah. He has a dense atmosphere and the Sad. only known body yes. in space. Oh. Oh. Yeah, stable bodies of li- of surface liquid has been found. Cool. See, quite quite himboy. I feel like Callisto would be quite strong. What what appeals to you about uh Callisto? Yeah, it's got just kind of a jazzy look about it, you know? It feels like it's showing off. <laughs> um It's got a good name. He feels like it'd be fun at parties. No, I'm going to go with Titan. It's big, it's dense, and it's slow. That's himbo energy. What would be the worst thing to pickle? A screwdriver? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, Well, I don't know. Could you pickle a screwdriver? Like, would it soften or would it just decompose over time? 
Is is it a requirement that the the substance is affected by the vinegar? I think it is. Like I think that slash brining will include a brine. Okay, brine. If there's a brining phase, I'm gonna say deep fried ice cream. That just turned into like a strange slushy. Corn dogs. Oh yeah, pickled corn pickled dogs. Corn That's dogs. pretty cursed. Yeah, yeah. Malt vinegar, I think. Malt vinegar mm. for that one. Maybe a bit of dill. Uh, corn dog. What else would suck? <laughs> cherries. I feel like pickled cherries could have an interesting time. I feel like maybe you could enjoy a pickled cherry. Mm. People eat fucking sustroming. So That's true. Pickled IKEA meatballs would be pretty, just actually good and strong, maybe. I've never had an IKEA meatball. Yeah. I've had them frozen at home. I've never actually eaten at an IKEA restaurant. Got it. I don't think we have it at the grocery stores here. There's no IKEA on the East Coast, as far as I know. Any other uh, awful realities you want me to confront? I mean, apart from your own. Oh, please, God, no. That's why I play video games. Only Solid Snake can distract me from the torture that is existing. I'm getting quite homoerotic in this episode. I guess I'm just all porked up today. You hear that? Pork will make you homoerotic. Yep. Well, my pork. And I feel like vegans... Vegans have homoerotic energy. I'm not gonna touch that. (laughs) Enjoy that hill. I'll die kindly. (laughs) God. You mentioned earlier about opossums being psyops. Uh, that got me thinking about, like, <laughs> yeah. leftist infighting on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> have they also been, have leftists been photoshopped into every picture that exists of them? Yeah, there are no socialists. There never have been. Oh, sorry, we're, we're really, we're really, like, attracting the crowd a group now. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, leftists are a psyop. Uh, yeah, leftists are a psyop. Um, no, leftists are opossums, I guess. Right. I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that some amount, a non non insignificant amount of leftist infighting on social media, is a psyop or a chanop. Chanops being okay. like psyops by the chan boards by fascists. I kind of agree. I'm not. I think there's definitely like an element where some of it might just be misguided children, right? Yes, of course. And, of course, the continuing realistic thing we have to face that a lot of people on the left are people disadvantaged and maybe don't have the best emotional regulation elements. Right? Um, But I also think that, like, we talk too much about leftist infighting. And I think that might be a part of of, of a PSYOP or a CHANOP, is just the way people seem more obsessed with leftist infighting and i think this is often this i think this is often backed up with how um the modern alt-right likes to talk about the left about how we're always fighting each other because that was something that the right used to do a lot if you recall is that they always used to have in spats with each other which yeah. is great for the youtube algorithm i may note like i think if we can manipulate fake beef on the left 
we can definitely manipulate the algorithm a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, but well, yeah, no, that's often, I think that's also what brings the beef to our plate, as it were. You know, we all know that Twitter changed the fucking timelines. Instagram changed their timelines. Oh, yeah. YouTube. All of these, like, ways we keep in contact with, like, international leftism are fed from controversy. Yeah. And so... In many ways, it might not even be a psyop. It might just be that the capitalist machine cares only about controversy. I mean, that, yeah, and that's an aspect of it. But I think another thing, and what I actually wanted to talk about, is what makes, I think, it's also driven, and the sort of psyops are made possible by the liberal culture of individualism. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think this manifests as a preoccupation with being unique or having unique positions and beliefs. Increasingly mm-hmm. granular differences between leftists with essentially the same worldview uh, mm-hmm. comes from an unconscious desire to not feel or appear to be part of a hegemony, which is itself ironically part of the liberal hegemony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Like the amount of times where... I've been in a thread and I'm like, we basically all agree. Like, let's just try our fucking best to make things less shit for everybody. We basically all agree. And someone's gone like, uh, actually, no, we shouldn't do anything until we planned everything out. And I'm like, what fucking rock do you reside under? Like, I think that, okay, I hate to, I that feels like an opinion of someone who maybe isn't personally at risk on a daily, you know, maybe doesn't feel as much oppression as somebody else on a daily basis, maybe. Because um, there are, like, different there's different qualities, there's different textures, there's different mouthfeel oppressions, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are some that affect us every day, and there are some that affect us in a more material, long-term yeah. way. Um, and, oh, we can't do anything until we've planned it all out is very, like, wow, I guess nobody fucking threw their drink at you today. Uh, which I've experienced, yay. Um, uh, but yeah, I hate that sort of stuff. And I just don't respond to that sort of stuff. But boy, does the algorithm respond. Yeah, no, I, I try to stay away from any kind of infighting. Uh, but I think it needs to be talked about how... And this is, again, just like something Peter Coffin used to talk about before he became Peter Coffin. Um again again uh like we're all liberal subjects and we're all vulnerable to the same like <laughs> psychic attacks because we were all raised yeah. in the same culture well this it's it's interesting because there's been a bit of a situation on twitter i've noticed because there was the like our oh, unpopular leftist opinions thread and oh somebody god i follow which i think their their tag at the moment is like people over property i don't know um, so that they feel uncomfortable around ex-Nazis, which I think is a completely understandable position, sure. especially if you're POC, which I think they are. Um, I don't, like, try and investigate people's races on Twitter because that's weird. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm like, okay. Um, unless they're very outspoken about issues that affect them because of their race, which I think that person has. Yeah, they'll project it if they anyways. want you to know. But yeah, and I think that's a completely reasonable option. And like Peter Coffin and a lot of leftists seem a lot more obsessed with trying to adopt working class white people, which like I guess are a genre that we can reach. But okay, 
I think a lot of liberal ideals are also incredibly strong in the black community as well. Like a lot of hustle culture yes. is very strong there as well. And I do think we'll probably have a better time converting POC than like white working class people, but people's obsession with specifically converting white people is a little bit weird, I think. Um, and strikes me as yeah. uncomfortable. Um, it's tricky because strategically it is the most sensible move. There are more of them. Mm. Well, but there are more who profit under the current system. I agree. I think it's easier to convert people who profit less of the system. And if we're looking at our like lowest common denominator, you know... Um, I think it's better to start from the bottom and work our way up in like, uh, oh, wow, the impression ranks. Love the impression yeah, ranks. Yeah, I'm not a fan I of that. I compete every year. I don't know about you guys. I suppose the problem is, is that we can't... It's time for Jazz to talk about her rants about how she feels about what online leftism should, like, become. Because uh, I think online Well, it should become and... offline leftism, but, like, we're not yeah. there yet. Yeah. I mean, I very much believe that the thing is, is I think there's definitely a place for online leftism. Like, I, however, because yes. there are lots of people who don't have the time, who are disabled, who really can only do leftism in a kind of administrative way, right? Which is an interesting concept. But um, I really believe in unions, particularly in the UK, because of how unions work in the UK. Um Although I will say that I have been researching a lot of like technical union law and boy, weird, considering what we've also talked about, that um, a lot of union rights have been eroded and a lot of protections you that serve you from being in a union have been eroded. And we've got our lovely Amazon union, which... Yeah, the Amazon union failure is, is disheartening, but there's another story that's not getting reported as loudly. And that's mm. that Amazon's anti-union behavior was so overt that there's likely yes. going to be a second vote. Yeah. This was not yeah. really a like, valid one. Oh my one. god, I have a box in my Twitter handle, and I've always pissed freely. I, in my work, I can piss whenever I want during my break. Yep. And I have never not had a bathroom to piss in, and it's great. I work for Amazon. Yep. I wrote, ba I wrote bathroom on my bottle. But, like, yeah. that's one aspect of it. Like, that propaganda campaign was a key. But the other thing, and what made the propaganda uh, approach work, is that when this warehouse uh, uh, basically applied to, like, we're going to do an official union vote with the union people. I forget who they, what organization they went with. They had 1,500 employees, and they had something around 60% uh, yay versus nay, which is about the minimum you want. By the time the vote happened, there were uh, 6,000 employees. Yeah. They hired 4,500 people in the middle of a propaganda campaign. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that the neolibs might just see the whole, oh my god, rich people should totally pay taxes, Bezos move that he made. And kind of be like, no, corporation's good actually. This one boot, this, 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 this CEO's boot tasted just like snozberries. 
Yeah, if 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 I cup if I cup Elon's balls, he might take me to Mars. I might be someone that the AI rates as okay. <laughs> yep. Because he believes in like technical autocracy, which is pretty wild as a concept. Oh yeah. Which really just like, really just strikes me as like some guy I sat next to in a party who was super high and was like, oh my god, AI should run the universe and morality is binary actually and computers know the answers. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ah, I see that the philosophy understander had logged in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's not like we transfer our biases into code or anything. It's not like the, yeah. the humans that we don't trust to govern the world would be designing the AI to govern the world. That wouldn't be happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would ask that I asked, uh, and I would conceptually ask this person a moral question. They'll be like, "Well, I won't know, but the computer will know." And I'm like, "It's a great cop out." Yeah. Wow. Fucking uh, DM Robotnik. Let them know that they need to add a binary moral section to their website. Fuck. I feel like Dr. Robotnik had a pretty broad moral compass. I mean, I meant the, um, the, the like, comedy writing group. He just hated that fucking hedgehog. Oh, I love Daddy Robotnik. Wasn't his adoptive father? Wasn't Dr. Robotnik his adoptive father? I don't Although, even... does that co... You haven't watched the video on the real lore of Sonic, I don't think, have no, you? No, I haven't. He was supposed to be, I think, in a knitting circle with... Uh, some old ladies. That was one of his like original story oh, I see. elements. Because oh, I remember the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon from the nineties. Because I'm I'm old. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a there's a Sonic the Hedgehog like Bible doc that uh, one of the people who worked on Sonic wrote, and it's one hundred percent different from most of the things we know about Sonic. Because <laughs> he's a very like incoherent being. <laughs> yeah. Why do hedgehogs gotta go so fast? Well, that one does. I need does. to know. Well, no, there are quite a few fast hedgehogs. Like... Maybe there's Shadow and Sonic are the only two I could think of. I guess Metal Sonic, but he's a robot, not a hedgehog. That's true, actually. No, um, what's her face? The girl with the hammer. Yeah! Oh, Rose? Rose. She goes, like, fast for a hedgehog. Considering, like, hedgehog, hedgehogs usually can't bumble particularly fast. They've got little legs. Is she even a hedgehog? I think she is a hedgehog, right? Maybe. maybe. Hedgehog. I'm looking it up. Because she's the one who's Species always, hedgehog. like... Yeah, yeah, she is. You're right. Simping for him. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's Rouge the Bat. There's Silver as well. Silver the Hedgehog. I've never heard of Silver the Hedgehog. Silver, I think, is very specifically in... What game is he in? He's in Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Ah. In, in, and he's in Sonic Forces as well. I haven't played either of those. I, the only Sonic games I ever really played were the 2D ones, because the other ones all looked like crap. Uh, I pretty much just played the one that was on Dreamcast, which was, I think... Oh yeah, that one was considered pretty good for like a 3D Sonic game. Yeah, Sonic, Sonic Adventures DX, I think. Okay. It's the one. Yeah, because I, I, I am one of the, that small group of people that had a Dreamcast growing up. Ooh. Which I know is pretty rare. You, you um, want to hear, like, ancient secret tech? I had a Sega Saturn. 
It was the most, like, floppy, flop, flop major console release ever. It had a few great games on it, but nobody bought it because the PlayStation came out around the same time and it was better. Mm. Yeah, because I, okay, I don't know much about it, but I know the US-UK divide on things was very different. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, consoles that just absolutely panned in North America did really well in the European market. So which ones? Like the Jaguar or the... I can't remember. Like, this is not information I keep in my Okay, brain. yeah, fair um, enough. I know, I know that it's a thing, but, like, keeping it in my head is hard. Yeah, that's fair. It is hard to store information sometimes. Yeah, like, I'm not a computer. I'm just a, a person. I was about to say a lady, but I'm not even that. Sorry. I lied. <laughs> you, uh, yeah. A person. I feel like I can be an ungendered lady. I mean, yeah, um, I, I, you definitely have the capacity to be a lady if you choose to. Ah, uh, yeah, but we all know I'm not in it. Eh. I just I just told a story about how I'd fuck Callisto, you know? I feel like a lady could fuck Callisto. A lady could fuck Callisto is just a very good, like, indie band name. If it wasn't a swear, oh. that would be a good name for this podcast episode. A lady could F Callisto? Yeah. My brain just provided the beautiful combination of words, would gargle Callisto's come, which... Wow. Okay. Do, but we swear in the podcast, I guess it's not good to have swears in the title. Yeah, that no, was fine. We could talk about gargling God come forever, but no, you don't want to put it in the title. The, the... We can talk about gargling God come forever. It's true. But yeah, the right. Super Best Friend cast, now of Castle Super Beast. Uh, had this problem in the first like 100 or 200 episodes where um, they were regularly skipped over for awards that they otherwise might have won because the titles of their podcasts were so like yikes mm. like yeah, a lot of the... told me about this like a few times yeah like a good example was one of their better episodes is called welcome to patchowitz mm. but but it's just as a reference to Pat being kind of an insane man with absurd opinions. But also, you know, the Holocaust. You're not going to, like, give it a word um, to that. Oh, I just think that, like, a wit's end is, like, the name of quite a few towns in Germany, <laughs> actually. Yeah, but most people think Auschwitz. Wow. North Americans, huh? Yeah. I don't know that other... Other towns with a Schwitz, Schwitz nope. ends exist. We don't know a lot about the Schwitz over here. No. Though if we did, we As might we not. We, we we might not have like put so many children in cages. Uh. Hmm. Mm, I mean, America has never been okay. Hot take: America has never been ideally ideologically opposed to Nazis. God no. Anyways. <laughs> yuck! 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 That's yuck, a spicy yuck, one. Yuck. I drop. That like always gets gets the engines revving. The whole like America wasn't ide- ideologically opposed to Nazis. No, it wasn't. It made the decision once it figured who was going to win because they backed both sides financially with weapon sales. Mm-hmm. And also, ah oh, fuck, uh, America was doing uh, compulsory sterilization. Of people of color back then. Oh yeah. Or like any hashtag undesirables, um, which is a kind of genocide, I think. Fuck yeah, it is. 
just goes to show like like the thing is is that i'm one of those people who um i mean i'm not taught about america we don't get taught about american history in schools here because it's not our history uh so the only information i really know about history is like the gritty gross shit that you can actually find if you look up american history and you're not an american looking for like when the man shouted about the people doing a war and he ran all through the night or something i don't know anything about that junk this is gonna boil some people's pots the fact that i know nothing (laughs) well it's not it's weird like america's the same way about anyone that is in america yeah but in canada at least where i went to school we had this one class in high school that was mandatory it's called modern history Everyone had to mm. pass it. And we learned just about, like, the world in general. More Western-centric, obviously. But we did learn mm. a bit about, like, Asia and uh, Africa and South America. And, like, like I know a lot of the important things that happened in South Africa, in, in the United States, and England and Europe in general. You know, Latin America, uh, China and India. From that class. And it's like no other no nobody else I know outside of Canada ever took a class like that. Yeah, no, um, even in the UK, uh, we don't get history lessons about modern historical events like Thatcher and the effect that Thatcher had and like the IRA and all of these very important things to know if you're English, like, or what we did to Wales and ireland and scotland and what we keep doing to yeah, them we went over the Irish. Um, we went over the irish revolution like that was yeah that was something we did in, in school that was one of the latest yeah. ones because it, it ends in 1950 is the end of the modern history course mm. they should definitely do the aids crisis in schools they should that's yeah. very important yeah that's much more recent and they should be doing that and you know that only just because of the uh, mrna research done in the um for the COVID vaccine, that has actually apparently opened doors to further AIDS treatments, which is really fucking cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So yay, upside to COVID, I guess, question mark. Although they're not going to get funding for that. I Because, you know, this is something most people don't know, is that the thing that takes time in scientific development is acquiring funding. Because it's almost like uh most scientific research is uh you know privately controlled right by corporations well that's the thing uh now that you've brought up uh well both private control and corporations and uh hiv vaccines do you know who's almost finished one without the mrna Oops. cuba ah uh... they've been in human trials since 2019 mm. uh they've also uh, eliminated childhood inherited HIV like babies mm-hmm. no longer get HIV in Cuba yeah yeah weird I mean, that it took them like 10 years of not being the world's black sheep that no one's allowed to trade with to make enormous yep. leaps yep yep you know I watched Dirty Dancing Havana Nights and I knew Cuba was the one for me it, it um, makes you wonder if there's anything different about the way they organize society or the economy yeah. that makes it yeah. better for actually accomplishing things. I should look into that. It's always hilarious um, how 
I saw an interesting post on like uh, how conservative American Colum- uh, Cubans are. Very. Right? Because they all uh... lost their plantations and slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Like their families are the ones who had plantations, had slaves, had like a yeah. manor house. And of course they feel deeply uh-huh. wronged that their family had to move out of their incredibly luxurious wealth and come back to America to like relative poverty. Duh. Yep. <laughs> And it's like the fact that they are alive, that their parents were allowed or able to leave, is like not every revolution was that peacefully done. Mm. Like, yeah, a lot of people died in the Cuban Revolution. A lot more people died under Mao Zedong. Mm. We do love Mao. Uh, well, I, I stand <laughs> Mao's um, uh, landlord policy. Um, yeah, I, I'm. Again prefer castros well, but like where are we gonna put them i don't know man you can't really do a, like a worldwide castro you kind of have to do a worldwide mal well you're not gonna get a global simultaneous revolution that's never happening well, where where are we gonna put all the landlords <laughs> okay let me think about it for a second like we can't just make like uh, what like What's the most uninhabitable place? I was just thinking about that. Well, that doesn't have, like, a established native population who shouldn't have their... Yeah. There know, is unclaimed land between Egypt and Sudan. It's entirely desert. It's pretty, it's pretty strong. We could give all of the landlords a boat and ship them to sea land. Yeah, let them live in water world for a while. Yeah. Either you Did come and live it, yeah. You can come and live with our utopia, or you can go start uh, your Anne Randian dream out there on the ocean. No, no, no. Concept, concept. Uh, all the sea parks, uh, the landlords can live there now. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we we like you know rehabilitate all of the animals. Yeah, they can have like libertarian autonomous zones in the sea parks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. I can get they don't down get with to that. Keep the dolphins, though, that's fucked up. Well, no, no, no. The dolphins actually manage the parks. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, we give we 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 cage all the landlords into all of the sea parks across the world. We leave them all there, drop them off in a big old bus, and then we all just get to live in things we own. Hmm. Crazy that. Like, <laughs> except toothbrushes. Those are all communal. Yeah. <laughs> Personal property is a lie. Give me your toothbrush. Uh, no, it's, it's we lied about the personal property. Right. Give me your toothbrush. Yeah, that's it. And then it's just like a, a deep fried um, doge. <laughs> With the red star eyes, which is incredibly strong. Deep fried doge? Yeah. I don't know the reference. Which part? What? Who would deep fry Doge? Do Do you know what deep frying is? Yeah, I know what deep frying is. You know what Doge is? A Shiba Inu. So, what do you not understand about the combination of deep fried Doge? Why you would do that? Because memes. Ah, A- animal abuse for the meme, huh? No, 
you don't know what deep frying deep frying in a meme sense not in a fucking physical sense oh god okay yes thank you all right i'd forgotten about that little uh colloquialism i was very concerned like wh- where are we going with this why would you deep fry a doge because that's what i was snack. asking it's a delicious snack it's healthy and nutritious Okay, deep fried doge is a delicious snack is going on the list for titles. <laughs> Holy uh. shit. <laughs> Hello. Um Bing Bong. Hello, yes, is the meme scholar. Horny and confused is calling. Alright, horny and confused. We'll uh, put you to our nearest uh, support advisor. Um, I'm not calling, I'm your co-host. Hello, yes, this is called, uh, Get Into The Fucking Van, dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll forward you on to our nearest available, um, that got weirder. Yeah, okay. that keeps... Bye! Boo! <laughs> okay, so, I really need to get this off my chest. Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of sucks. Okay, uh-huh. Like, well, I know that people love this game, but all of the characters are shit, and the game controls like ass, mm. and every time I try to have fun, the game just, like, fucks with me. Hmm. Like, we're doing this mission, okay? And I've got to rescue some Irish asshole from the Pinkertons or whatever. Yeah. And... Like, we're standing there looking at him, getting out of the boat with our binoculars. And the guy next to me is like, well, there's four of them. They're going to take him to the camp. And I'm like, cool. I've got a scoped twenty-two. I can just kill the four of them from way over here and they'll never get to the camp. I take out my gun, I get shot from off screen, and I have no idea what did that. Hmm. That's fucking frustrating. Same mission. We go down there, and then the dude's like, all right, we're going to sneak up and get them with our knives real quiet. I want you to get the one on the left. Cool. I go up and I knife the one on the left. He takes out his gun and shoots the other guy. Okay, that somehow doesn't trigger a fight. Nobody heard that. Whatever. Move on to the next bit. Two more guys looking the wrong way. Yeah, we have to kill them quietly. How do you want to do this? And I'm like, hold on. Take out my bow. Pop, pop. No noise. He takes out his guns and starts firing into the air. Mm. And then we have a big gunfight. The game constantly does this thing where it doesn't want me to have fun. It's like, no, your agency is bullshit. Play the game the way we want you to play it. You are, I think, still quite distinctly in the beginning parts of the game, which I remember lasting like far, far too long. Like, if this was the Skyrim opening, you are still waiting to put your head on that execution block. It's far too long. Um, like, even even the whole, like... Um, so the first open world map is just a tutorial? Yes. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, no, um, like... This if, game's design like, philosophy is so bad. The snow section uh, is basically you being in the cart... This part is you waiting to put your head on the shopping block, and then there's a much smaller... I guess you're nearer 
like the your hands are bound and you're choosing whether you should go with the guy who just tried to chop your head off or the guy you're in the cart with which seems like a pretty easy choice on the surface um but then you learn out the guy the learn that the both of them are racists so what's the point sorry i broke a nail really awkwardly accidentally while i was gesticulating wildly i need to clip it because it was hurting but i didn't want to have to like force everyone to listen to my little nail clipping noise oh, that sucks. i hope everybody enjoyed that like nail care interlude that we needed yeah um it was very important and immediate and um i'm very smart yes. and good and i have hands <laughs> i just saw a good tweet i know this is a distraction but uh gamers explaining that the final and most brutal enemy that you must defeat in a video game is called a boss marks go on yeah, that's I've I've been seeing that quite a lot. I just saw it for the first time right now. Not that tweet specifically. I've seen that like joke. Ah, quite a few. Times. I've also just seen it right now. So yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two. Still playing it. Gonna play it again on Tuesday. But fuck me, is this game trying my patience? I think I'm gonna lean into it. I think I'm gonna call the stream GCG versus Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, you are in the beginning of the game, and it slowly opens up, but, like, too slowly. I'd also like to say it's bullshit that I had to save Micah. Hmm. Because not only is he, like, a horrible racist, and Lenny is way too good to be around him, but he make, he puts me in the position to kill a whole town. Hmm. Like, I massacred... What's it, Valentine? No. The other place. Strawberry. I massacred that place. Mm. It was unnecessary. I fucking hate Micah. I also don't like, and I, I have no basis other than just genre savvy for this one. I get the feeling the game is going to tell me that Arthur Morgan caught a disease from that sick guy, and I'm supposed to feel bad for his fucking awful murdering ass as he tries to make things right. You know, I have such a... Okay, this is one of the things where I know I'm incredibly boring and I know people get really mad at me when I say I... I can't... I find it so difficult to enjoy certain things that just have deeply shitty female characters in them. Or mm -hmm. deeply shitty, like, messages about femininity or sexuality or anything like that. They just yick me out so much that I... I, I hit that fucking send me to tomato town button harder than you could ever see someone do that before um i am ready to get out of this party bus and people get so mad and by people i mean specifically those who cannot think critically about the media they consume um but i'm getting that way about like leftism as well like i've been playing the mod um like prologue of the chezzerine or something Is yeah prologue um and, okay, in Skyrim, the Thalmor are basically totalitarian fascists, right? They believe elves are a superior breed of people and everybody else should... Um, but basically this mod goes, uh, no, actually what we need is just a benevolent totalitarian fascist. Right. Um, all what we're going to do is that we're going to get this huge magical orb which has unprecedented magical energy and harness it in an inaccurate, low, un unlaw friendly way to just cast calm on everybody so nobody's allowed to fight because that's the solution to all of our problems. So it's like, oh my god, if you guys would just stop fighting, 
think we'll be fine. It's just so neo-lib of you, babes. Babes, the problem is not that people are fighting. That's so centrist. The problem is not people fighting. The problem is that people are fighting to eat and be safe and yeah. exist. That's a problem, that people have to fight for those things. And the fact that they're fighting for them is, I guess, admirable. Don't lay down and just die. Um, but the fact that they have to fight for them is the fucking problem. Not that fighting is occurring. That is that is an attitude that ticks me off on like a larger scale as well just because people are arguing doesn't mean it's bad we need to argue sometimes yes i mean you were you were talking earlier about how a lot of people on the left are marginalized and have gone through a lot of shit they're not the most emotionally regulated people necessarily and like i think that manifests whenever conflict or arguments come up people either like shut down or dramatically overreact because those are the two frequent uh stress reactions when you you mm. feel like you've been confronted even mm. if it isn't about you even if it's mm. um abstract if it's a conversation between two other people about an idea that maybe is adjacent to you mm. like it yeah it really feels like that sort of re reactionary behavior is something yeah. that is way way too common just in general because of all the trauma everyone suffers all the time forever but especially we all within have the left trauma we all got it i mean presumably the, the, there are people that don't i mean theoretically a person could be well everybody mm. suffers traumas like we've talked about earlier small traumas are still traumas even if they don't leave a lasting scar mm yeah, and acknowledging those shouldn't demean severe uh, traumas that leave, like, a stress disorder. Um, yeah, everyone experiences traumas. I don't think anyone can exist without trauma. A part of life is suffering. I don't mean that in, like, an edgy Lincoln Park kind of way. I mean that as, like, you've got to be disappointed sometimes. You'll be physically hurt at some points in your life. None of that's avoidable. Boy, look at the time. Mm. I think we're going to go ahead and call this one here. I've been John, or Great Canadian Guy. You can find me over on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash greatcanadianguy. She has been Jazz, or Jalzier from Space. You can find her Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash jalzier underscore from underscore space. So go ahead and give us a follow on each of those platforms if you'd like to see more from what we do. Uh, otherwise, if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure that you share it with your friends, family, Discord groups, or any other platform, social media, where you might be able to let people know that we exist and are good, actually. Anyway, take care. I already am eating from the trash can all the time. The name of this trash can is ideology. The material force of ideology makes me not see what I'm effectively eating.